Hey, all you nostalgic tourists. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all, Kendra. You can find more about the show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Comic Book Coffee Break, where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books past and present. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio. Previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. And Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation so far None of the 90210 cast has been featured in these movies, but I feel like their day is coming. Oh, yes. Oh, you know? yes. I there's, think there's plenty there. There's several that are that are good for that show. Uh, yes. We also have 90s Music Got Me Like. Which the latest edition. The latest edition, which is uh, me and my husband, Eric. We uh, talk about a different 90s song every week. So by the time this episode comes out, our newest episode will be uh, Waterfalls by TLC. Oh, I heard you're supposed to chase them. Is that true? No, don't chase them. Oh. I know. It's oh. kind of a shocker, but don't okay. chase the waterfalls. Okay, I need to make some calls. <laughs> Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, Kendra, we're discussing episode 326. She came in through the bathroom window. Uh, a title lifted, of course, from a Letter McCartney track off of Abbey Road. And a bit of a misnomer because she goes out the bathroom window. That's true. Window, You're right. In the yeah. bathroom window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll let it slide. Let's crack yeah. open the West Beverly Blaze. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. This episode originally aired April 28th of 1993. Uh, backing up to March a little bit because this happened and I... Uh, didn't mention it but on march 31st brandon lee son of bruce lee died tragically um from an accident on the set of the crow do you know this story i've heard this yes yep he um he was they're filming his death scene in the movie and there was like an actual bullet in a prop gun apparently and so he was shot and they uh they rushed him to the hospital and uh, tried to save him, but it was just too much. I think it like pierced his spine. It's and... an awful story. It it's, really it's, is. I mean, it's yeah. just horrible. It's awful. And th- so there was like a big investigation about like why was this bullet in this gun? Yeah. But it was ruled an accident, and that yeah. it just wasn't checked. I don't know why you would ever have a real bullet in the gun, though. Yeah. Why would I don't you either. need a real one? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Very tragic, though. So I wanted yes. to make sure that we mentioned that. On April 12th, Shannon Doherty turns 22, and she is all over magazines right yeah. now for, yeah. like, not good reasons. She Did you see I, the Entertainment honestly, Weekly cover with her on it? No. It is. <laughs> she On one half of it, she's dressed like a dominatrix, and then on okay. the other half, she's dressed like jackie kennedy like with prayer hands and then like on the bad girl side it says shannon doherty's problem and then in parentheses it says rhymes with rich and then on the and then on the other side it says like our solution and it's about giving her like a career makeover wow i don't know and then she's on the cover of people too and there's this whole thing about 
I don't know, all sorts of stuff. So, well, I I have to kind of wonder as we've been watching this if the whole like Brenda wants to go to college in Minnesota. I just kind of wondered if that was at all like uh, we have an option here, yeah, sister. You know, so I I don't know, I don't know, but I always kind of wondered. I was also wondering this whole for you know for the past episode, I've been like "Hmm, maybe this is Shannon Doherty's exit because maybe. I know she doesn't last the whole show. Like yeah. I've never seen it, but I I know that. So you know that much. But I okay. don't know when she exits. So yes. On April twenty first, Walker Texas Ranger debuts with good old uh, what's his name? Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris couldn't think of yeah. his name. Uh, it ran for eight seasons from April twenty first, nineteen ninety three, to May nineteenth, two thousand one. And as we record, it's set to be rebooted. By the CW starring Jared Padalecki of Gilmore Girls and Supernatural fame. Hmm. We'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see if it goes forward. Okay. I haven't seen a single minute of Walker, Texas Ranger. I no. I mean, I assume I'd walk through I don't even when know it was on what it's at some about. Point, but Does he fight crime? He's a Texas Ranger. Okay. Yeah. So he f- fights crime? He's like, like a cop, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I fights like Jared crime. Padalecki, so. Yeah. Not in Gilmore Girls, because I hate his character. Oh, Dean. Oh, Dean. On April 26th, it was announced that Conan O'Brien was selected to replace David Letterman on Late Night, which was a big deal because I didn't know. He was like, no one knew who he was. Basically, yeah, that's true. In fact, the New York Times wrote an article titled, NBC picked an unknown writer to replace Letterman. Yeah, yeah. So he had just been writing on The Simpsons and SNL, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But... He found success. He stayed on the yeah. show for 16 years. Yeah. It's crazy. And Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And I mean, he 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 only left to take over the Tonight Show. Yeah. And then of course that debacle happened and he mm-hmm. moved to uh uh TBS to do Conan, but yes, I mean, David Letterman ditching CBS or di- ditching NBC and going to CBS was a huge huge deal with the late night wars, you know. Mm-hmm. And Letterman liked Conan and the the show was not doing well. And Letterman, who does not like to do any sort of publicity, actually came on the Conan version of the show to sort of boost the ratings. And a lot of people point to that as the reason why Conan uh, stuck around, you know, why the show wasn't canceled because the ratings surge of David Letterman coming back. So interesting time in TV in 1993. Yeah. And then uh, something else, speaking of SNL, we didn't, I don't think we mentioned this, but this happened back in February of 1993, but Luke Perry hosted SNL. Did we talk about that? Mm. I don't remember talking about that, no. Well, I meant to like look up some scenes because yeah. I bet it was funny, but Mick Jagger to go watch it now. Mick Jagger oh. was the musical guest. Wow. So, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, Kendra, immediately following production of Beverly Hills 90210, Jenny Garth joined a new Fox series called The Street. Her role was that of Jillian Sherman. The show was developed by 90210 creator Darren Starr, who also had worked on Sex in the City. So, you know, pretty strong pedigree there. Uh, and the cast was great too. Uh, it was a, it was the series was set on Wall Street. Uh, only lasted twelve episodes before it got Aww, the axe. But this bummer. was Jenny Garth's like post nine hundred two one zero gig. Nice that uh, did did not go anywhere. Well, so that part's less nice. Yeah, that is less nice. Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Here's our synopsis for She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. It's senior ditch day, and most of the gang heads to Six Flags while Brandon is stuck at the peach pit, covering for a sick gnat. Luckily, Steve and Dylan pitch in when a Hollywood tour group descends on the pit. 
Steve and Dylan get roped into a wild goose chase. Wild is putting it mildly. A wild yeah. goose chase helping Ginger, the tour guide, track down Burt Reynolds. Soon it becomes clear that Ginger's story doesn't quite add up. Mm, Nick, this might be the, the goofiest episode. Oh, yes. Yes. To date. Yes. I don't know if it gets goofier than this, but it's uh it is pretty goofy. This episode I was written was by laughing. Ken Stringer and it was directed by Jason Priestley. And that I, yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> I know. And I kind of think that's why there was a lot of like all the stuff with Dylan and Steve, there was a lot of funny takes and There was. It, like the natural camaraderie of the, the characters really came out in this episode. And I have to think that's due largely to the fact that Jason Priestley was behind the camera, you know. In, yeah. in creating that kind of environment. But anyway, this is the first of 15 episodes directed by Jason Priestley. He would also go on to direct one of the uh, CW reboot episodes, as well as Fo an episode of Fox's meta reboot, BH90210. And of course, I mean, beyond that, Jason Priestley has directed just tons and tons of TV. Uh, so pretty prolific director there, Jason Priestley. But this is, I, I believe this is his first like real directing gig with this was this episode. Recurring players Michael Kudlitz and Mark Kiley return as Tony Miller and Gil Myers. We have Kathy Podwell as Ginger slash Tina slash Marla. Uh, she's best known as Callie Harper Ewing on Dallas, a role she played 70 times in the original series and even came back for the 2013 revival to reprise the role. I felt like we she have... was channeling Alicia Silverstone very hard. Oh yes, in this yeah, episode. I get that. Like, clueless get that. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, is the vibe I was getting. Okay, all right. We have B.J. Ward as the commercial director. Uh, later on, the guys get roped into a, like a gingivitis commercial, and <laughs> I recognize this woman. I recognize the voice, and she's a she's a major voice actress with like. A million credits. I mean, you throw a cartoon at me and she's done a voice on it. But um, most notably, I would say she's voiced Velma Dinkley across many different incarnations of Scooby-Doo. Uh, video games, movies, shows. She's voiced Velma quite a lot. Um, and some some other shows from my childhood that were favorites of mine. Snorks, Flintstone Kids, Darkwing Duck. She's everywhere. We have Dan Moriarty as the cop who hauls Brand or, uh, Steve and Dylan off to jail. Uh, he was on shows like Full House, Who's the Boss, and the new Adam-12. This is one, this, okay, at the, we don't have to get into it now, but there's a point where in detention, there's a teacher calling role, and I would swear that that was Mark McClure, who plays Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, as well as the Helen Slater Supergirl movie, who also plays Dave, Marty's older brother in the Back to the Future trilogy. I would swear that's him. Troy McClure? No, different, different. <laughs> but I would swear it's him, but it's not in the credits. It's not on IMDb. It's not on his IMDb page. I can't really find a reference there. The only credited teacher is Bob Harks, who we talked about forever ago, who's like a professional extra. It was definitely not Bob Harks. And Mark McClure does play a teacher on 90210 for two episodes uh, across the series. So I have to believe that was him in an uncredited thing. It has to be. I think it is. I believe But it. if I'm wrong, listeners, you know, Please feel free. Here we go, pod, on Twitter. Let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I, I really think that it was him. Uh, finally, we oh, a lot of Burt Reynolds. A lot of Burt Reynolds gets name dropped in this uh, in this show. So they, they mentioned that he's going to take the tour group to see uh, Evening Shade. Evening Shade was uh, his sitcom that was on CBS. ran from 1990 to 1994. Um, they were promoting pretty heavily Cop and a Half, which uh, opened at number one in the box office. Um, grossed $40 million on a $4 million budget. 
Uh, not super well received. I remember loving this as a kid, but Burt Reynolds won a Razzi, a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor. Uh, and I think, I think Tori Spelling did at one point too. I'm sure she did. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, a sequel starring Lou Diamond Phillips was made. Cop and a half, new recruit. Burt Reynolds was not involved. <laughs> Uh, but also, of course, Burt Reynolds. We have a cameo from Burt Reynolds who, uh, I mean, I love Burt Reynolds. He's all over the place. Uh, Smoking the Bandit, his name drops specifically. I love Smoking the Bandit movies. Hooper, they're talking about Deliverance. I mean, Burt Reynolds was just a presence in movies for decades. Passed away in 2018. Love me some Burt Reynolds. Did Fun he? To- I forgot he did. that. Fun to see him here. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a surprise, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. All right, well, let's get into the episode. I believe we should. We start with kind of a a roller coaster, like like a view yes. of a roller coaster, like going yeah. up a hill, and like David is describing this roller coaster, and then we see that it's him and Donna on the mic, and they're saying yep. Senior Ditch Day is coming, and they're going to Six Flags. So yes. people need to get their tickets. Yes. Did you have a senior ditch day? I don't I think did so. not. No, I don't think so. No. Not where we all like did something together like that. Yeah. I mean, um, we had like senior class trips and stuff. I'm, I'm but even not... trying to, to think. I know on like our, we had a huge party. And again, this is when I lived in Okinawa, like. It was a military school, but we had a huge party at the end of the year and it was at this big place and like every room had something crazy. Like there was wow. like a there was like a car you could sit in and film a music video and there were recording booths where you could just go in and record yourself singing a song and get it on a CD. And there was like wow. tons of food and there was a dance room. And then crazy. and then we did uh, you could choose to either go bowling or go watch a movie. And so I like went bowling and it was like till like five in the morning. That's pretty good. It was, it was really fun. I think I still have my CD somewhere that I recorded nice. that night. Nice. So pretty fun. Did you, uh, have you ever been to a Six Flags? Is Cedar Point Six Flags? It's not. No. Are you it's sure? Cedar Point. I am sure. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a Six Flags now. No. Oh, Darien Lake is a Six Flags. Darien Lake was... It was, I think it okay. is again, though. It is again now. I have been to Darien Lake, but when I was there, I do not believe that it was technically a I'm Six gonna Flags. I'm going to check, but I, I went last summer, and I'm pretty sure it's a Six Flags again. Okay. All right. Darien Lake will be re- rebranded Six Flags Darien Lake when the park opens the spring of 2019. Okay. So, wow. yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Well, I guess sort of so, then yes, I have to. So, yes, I've been to a Six Flags. Okay. Have you been to a Six Flags? Just Darien Lake. Oh, just Darien Lake. Okay. Yeah. So Steve is bummed. He still has to be in detention, and he's very much over it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Gil. He's still beardless, and it's still weird. And I that still... hair. It's so much hair. Yeah, I dislike it. But he's congratulating David and Donna for getting 95% of the senior class to attend ditch day and he of course is going to chaperone of course he has to there yeah. are no other chaperones there's uh, not a single one andrea has never been to six flags so she's pretty excited about it yeah but also mm-hmm. nervous as we will find dylan is yes. uh can't attend because he is retaking the sat so he's actually doing it after I... all of this debacle 
I felt like this episode. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I had a good time with this episode. I did too. <laughs> I will. I will say that I feel like in the writers' room for this episode, they were like, "Crap, we had like five stories that we haven't talked about in ten episodes." You know, <laughs> it was like Steve's detention, Dylan's SATs, David like graduating. Or there's just a bunch of stuff that like we haven't really touched upon. And now that the dust has settled on some of the other storylines, they're like, "Oh man, we got to wrap this up before senior year." So that kind of cracked me up a little bit. Yeah, so he's going to his plan is to study all day on senior ditch day. So yeah, that's right. why he can't go. And Steve responsible. Steve makes a comment about um don't forget to write your name. It gives you two hundred yes. points. And Kelly's like, Oh, that's all you did like that's the only points you got, Steve. And he <laughs> says, At least I came by them honestly. Yeah. And Dylan's like, What's that supposed to yes, mean? Yes, that was definitely that was definitely some shade throwing there on Steve's part. This is like well, I'll wait for it, but this is definitely a storyline that I've been wanting to see. Yes, but also like we talked about last week where you feel like all of a sudden Dylan and Kelly are like super sexual. I don't know that we've ever seen enough angst between Dylan and Steve. To... No, we haven't. I just feel like it's kind of out of the blue this episode it, that they're like annoyed with each other. It is. I mean, we've, we've talked, I mean, I've talked about how I feel like Steve should care that Kelly is dating Dylan. Like he should have had some reaction to that. Mm -hmm. And up until this episode, he seemed just totally fine with it. Yeah. You know, would even like joke about it and stuff. But this episode, he's like, you know what? It does bother me. So yeah, I mean, you do miss some steps there, but I'm glad they did it because I felt like it was a little weird not to address it. Yeah. Um, Steve can't go to Six Flags because of detention. He still has yeah. to go. And, uh, uh, Dylan gives him a parting jab of don't do the crime if you can't do the time as he yeah. walks away. Yeah. Cut, cut to the peach pit and Steve is there complaining to Brandon about Dylan and how yeah. annoyed with him he is. And Brandon is like, you're just upset because he's dating Kelly. Like, this is just about Kelly. You're just yeah. jealous that he's yeah. still dating Kelly. Is the is the whole big guy, small guy, huge guy, that's in the previous scene, right? Where, oh, uh, yes. He says, I, don't I, do the crime if you can't do the time, huge guy. Yeah, because, uh, because David... So David comes in and says something to Steve, and he's like, oh, come on, big guy. And Steve's like, no, small guy. And then Dylan comes up with a third one and calls he Steve says, huge, huge guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. So that really cracked me up. Uh, and I also like with the SAT stuff that Dylan and Brenda kind of had a little moment there because that was a major source of tension between the two oh, of them. Oh, yeah, they did. So I liked that, that they sort of acknowledged that that was – I mean, in my mind, that was really the thing that caused the breakup. Like that was sort of the, the straw that broke the it camel's was a back. You know, if you want to use sure. that. Yeah, it really was because – it was just another thing where they were on opposite sides of it, and he was just kind of like, whatever. So I'm glad they addressed that. But yeah, we're, we're in the peach pit, and we start with uh, Steve doing a Dylan impression, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> it was. Don't do the crime. It was just really funny. It was funny. Um, and then as they're talking about Kelly, a girl walks into the peach pit who is not un-Kelly-like. I thought the exact same thing, yes. Which I think was kind of the point, because then Brandon, like, you know, and Steve have like eyes at each other about it. But she is there. Her name is Ginger, we learn. And yes, she is there to confirm breakfast arrangements for the morning because the Burt Reynolds fan club is coming all yeah. the way from Arizona to yep. it's a dry heat to uh, do Burt Reynolds things. Yeah, Burt uh, Reynolds. Such as eat at the Burt, Peach Pit. 
let me ask you this. Were you, did you have any suspicions of Ginger at this point? Not at this point, no. When it was like, oh, he didn't call you. And then when she starts ragging on her boss, like, he's always doing this kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, hmm, Ginger. It was. But I kind of dismissed it. No, I really don't know if I didn't trust her until later with the car. Oh, really? So, okay. yeah. Well, we'll so get to it. We'll I was a little slow it. in the uptake there. But um, anyway, so Nat is like, yeah, th- this is his favorite stool. He comes yeah. and sits on this stool all the time. And we can totally, you know, have this group and that, tomorrow. that was another little funny bit where uh, Brandon's like, I thought that was Steve McQueen's stool. Yeah. And <laughs> Nat's like, it's the one next to it. Shut up. It's just funny. <laughs> and uh, so... So these 20 people are coming in the morning for breakfast and Brandon says that he will come and work the breakfast shift because they usually don't have enough waiters. Um, We had a Willie cameo in the background. Yes, we did. We had had a Willie. Willie watch. (laughs) (laughs) Willie watch. And then uh, at the end of the scene, Nat gives a big sneeze. Directly into his hand. Yeah. Gross. I, I was grossed out by. Gross. Yeah. Um, which foreshadows the next scene where it's morning. Cindy is bringing the phone to Brandon and it's Nat saying that he is very sick and Mm -hmm. that he needs Brandon to open. Yes. And I also put a little note here because this is the first time we've seen Nat's life. Yeah. Outside Outside of the peach peach pit. pit. We've seen Nat in pajamas. I mean, we did bedroom. see him Christmas caroling that one time. That's true. You're right. You're right. But this is like Nat's world. We're yes. seeing Nat's home. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> he did Christmas carol, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> that gregarious old lug. <laughs> so, okay. So Brandon's going to open the pit. At school, Andrea, well, David and I forget who it is. Is it? Is it David and David and, oh, it's that football player. What's his name? Tony, Tony, Tony. David and Tony are like psyching her out about roller mm-hmm. coasters and how yes. scary they are. And so now she is just like getting very worried about having to ro- ride a roller coaster. Yeah. Steve. I, I got to tell you this, Kendra, right from the start. I could not muster a single care for Andrea's fear of roller coasters. I know. It's not even a little bit. It's it's definitely this... my least favorite plot of, of the episode. I agree. And it was like somehow less interesting than her, like what color hair dye should she buy? That plot that they <laughs> stuck her in a few episodes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Steve is there and he is, he's going. He's, yeah. He's decided he's going. He, what he's going to do is he's going to go to detention in the morning. He's going to mm-hmm. skip school and then he's yes. going to be back in time. Yeah. For, for like the final roll call. Yeah. Yes, for the last attention. And yeah, he... which does not seem like it would work. No. No, I see. Oh, I get it. Because it's not a continuous detention thing. It's yes, just, it's yeah. just oh. the morning and the afternoon. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, I really, this cracked me up. I don't know if you got this, but when uh, Brandon and Dylan are talking, and Dylan's talking about how Steve irritates him, Brandon's like, you got to cut him some slack. And Dylan says, uh, if he had any more slack, he'd be liquid. <laughs> which I thought was funny, largely because it doesn't make sense. You know, like it does not. That doesn't make sense. But anyway, <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Miss Music Box Crafts. Okay. I'll, I'll get to work on that. Thank you. Um, Steve is trying to convince Kelly to ride up with him. And he's like, oh, I used to love yeah. riding with me in my car. Uh, but she wants to ride the bus with everybody else. You know, again, 
I got to give him credit because we were so over the Steve Kelly stuff and it just kept going on. But I have kind of missed it with the whole Dylan thing. So to see (laughs) Steve and Dylan kind of like butting heads and Steve being a little flirtatious with Kelly. This time I was kind of like, yeah, all right. (laughs) I'll allow it. Yeah. (laughs) Back at the Peach Pit, Dylan is there studying because that's where he's choosing to do his studying, I guess. Um, Steve comes in and he's waiting for Brandon so they can go up to Six Flags together. And then he like leaves to go to the bathroom or something. And then Dylan is complaining to Brandon about Steve and, um, how he's always got an angle and he's always trying to, you know, pull one over on somebody. And Brandon says like, you know, just cut him slack. He's probably just Yo, really there. jealous. This is it. Yeah. He's probably just really jealous. Yeah, yeah. About you and Kelly. Um, But before that, Dylan also like makes a comment to Steve about like, Oh, hope Miss Teasley doesn't find out you're missing school, which annoys yeah. Steve again. Yeah. As yep. there, as Steve is about to leave, the fan club shows up. It is way more than 20 people. Yeah. It it's is like significantly more people. Yep. And Brandon is there alone because the other two people who were supposed to work with him like got into a fender bender and they have to wait for a tow truck. So both Dylan and Steve volunteer to help with this rush. I was immediately all in for this three men in a yeah. diner thing. Like I was like, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Uh, the only thing that was missing, I feel like, was a montage. You know, yeah. we needed them like running around plates breaking and stuff yeah we really don't see any of that we just see like no. the aftermath no they all that. they handle it very well yeah. very well and ginger is very flustered here she's like oh she he my boss is supposed to be yeah. here i mean she plays it very sincerely because I, yeah. like i said at this point i wasn't suspecting anything of her so um yeah she's very flustered back at six flags the buses pull up. Everyone is super excited except Andrea, who mm-hmm. makes an excuse that she needs to go turn in paperwork to the office. Paperwork, yeah. Office which then, paperwork. which sure. then, Gil just leaves her to do. He's like, "You sure yeah. you're good? All right, bye." <laughs> he's a creeper too. He's just like he's just hands all over her in this yeah, episode. Did you is. notice that? Like, yes, I did. It's weird. I was like, I guess I don't Gil like and Andrea are together in this. <laughs> in this episode it's very it's bizarre yeah uh as she's walking to the office a random guy like runs into her and yeah they like apologize to each other mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. We'll, which we'll come back later peach pit uh the guys they've handled everything they got everybody their food doing great they they are doing great uh, got all the all the checks and so brandon is going to look for ginger and he Here's her crying in the bathroom and just like walks in to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, he I knocks, mean, but he, he does walk he in. He knocks, but he also just yeah. walks. I mean, it is the men's room. She is in the yes. men's room. True. Um, but yeah, he just walks in. She's very upset um, because she can't get a hold of her boss. She doesn't have any money to pay the bill. The, she called the screening place. They've never heard of her group and everything's falling apart. Yeah. On top of that, Brandon tells her that their total, which feels low to me, is $312.76. Yeah. For like 50 people for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. How Quickly figure out how much that is per person. Just just (laughs) toast, I guess. There's just a lot of toast and coffee people. Yeah. Um, So Brandon is like, hey, 
we should tell the truth here. I find yeah. that's usually the best thing to do. Cut to this Burt Reynolds group is ready to to yeah. light this place on fire. They are very upset. Yeah. They apparently were told they were going to meet Burt Reynolds. Yes. Yeah, it was serious. It was serious. So, yeah. Nick, what is a celebrity? Like, what celebrity would you join a fan club for and fly across the country for this tour? Were this tour I mean, real? I I truly can't imagine really doing that. I guess I guess it would have to be like Paul McCartney or something. You know if what you I mean? Gonna, if you were going to meet them. Yeah, Paul McCartney's the only one you would like pay a bunch of money and go on a to go in like a like a tour bus and go around and like see where they have breakfast and stuff that I don't know I I that's not appealing to me really I think it'd be yeah. fun well who, who would you see oh I probably many people I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to even try to narrow it down who wouldn't you go, <laughs> go meet if I could meet them with. usually if I could meet them yeah I'm like all right I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I'll, seen I'll the pictures of you and Sean Aston. I'm well aware. I know. That was so exciting. Tom Welling. We met Tom. Yeah. Remember when yeah. we met Tom Welling? I do, yeah. That was fun. Um, okay. So <laughs> then Steve steps up and he's like, guys, guys, how about I introduce you to Samantha Sanders? Yes. And like no one knows who she is. And right. start saying very mean things about her. Yeah, we don't want some washed up actress you know yes, which as we know is steve's trigger it is and yeah. so i Nobody thought he was gonna haul falls. off and punch this lady who's he really, saying all these yeah, things he had that posture and this is another i mean we've clocked this inconsistency with samantha sanders as well because 50 50 talking about her either she is like the hottest star of the moment or she was on some sitcom in the 80s like it's never it's never consistent with that and this was definitely in the no one cares about samantha sanders yeah. situation yeah well, and at first, one of the guys thinks he's talking about Tony Danza. Right, yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, Samantha Sanders. Yeah, he said that. He said, uh, how would you like to meet the stars of one of the longest running sitcoms ever? And he said, Tony Danza. That doesn't really make any sense, by mm -hmm. the way. It doesn't make sense for Taxi or Who's the Boss. So <laughs> I'm just saying. In Tony Danza lore, in no way would that be a confusion. All right. Thank you for setting the record straight. Hey, oh, oh hey. <laughs> Back at Six Flags, the gang wants Andrea to go ride a roller coaster with them, but she starts making excuses about like, oh, the, the manager is going to show me the kitty rides for camp. And finally, they get her to admit that she's just she's just really scared. She's afraid. She's never ridden a, a real roller coaster. She's afraid of and that. She is afeard. Um, so David is like, yeah, just let's just do it and you'll be fine. But the girls yeah. decide to hang out with her and they not food. do they need rides. a food break. Yeah, food break. Nick, food where break. did you ride your first roller coaster? Uh, it was Space Mountain. Really? Disney, Disney oh, that's World. a good yeah. first first roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, I remember getting like really psyched up about it. Like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, and I loved it. I would ride Space. Well, not right now. I was going to say I'd ride it right now. I wouldn't ride it right now. It's no. not worth, you know. Yeah. But under normal circumstances, I would happily be riding Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. Though I have sure. to say the Hulk coaster at Islands of Adventure is among the best roller coasters it's out there good. for my money. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, my Point's first roller coaster. Stuff too, though. It does. Yeah. It does. My first roller coaster was at Carowinds, which I is, don't know what that is. It's in North Carolina. It's like, okay. it's actually 
not too far from me right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I live closer to it now that I've moved. Um, but yeah, it's like a big roller coaster or big uh, amusement park in okay. uh, in North Carolina. Were you scared? Were you a fan? Did you want to ride again? I was or very, were you like, no, I was there. very, very scared. And I did I'm have scared. friends who were just like, come on, we're just going to do it. And I yeah. was like, okay. And I loved it. Um, but I think my first one wasn't like an upside down one. It was just a, you know, a big like wooden one or something. The, um, but yeah, the, the top thrill dragster at Cedar Point yes. is amazing. It really is. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Right. The scariest thing I ever did like that when I was really little, it was not a roller coaster. It was we were at a water park and there was this uh, there was this water slide called the black hole. And mm. it was one of those like tube, like fully enclosed tube kind of water slides, yep. which mm-hmm. like, how are those even legal? Yeah. You know, like, how <laughs> I, are, those, been, how are yeah. you allowed to do that? And this one was on a hill and the tube actually went underground. Mm. Like the tube was buried, you know, like so. You start at the top and then you hit this point where you're just in a tube full of water, like underground. And then, you know, it comes out on the other side of the hill. But it was terrifying. But everybody was like, oh, no, you can't do that. That's that's too scary. You're too. And I was like, I shall do it. So I did it. There was recently Uh, a story in the news about someone who who got stuck and died in a in a tube. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. Scary. Boy, this was a major digression, but it needed to happen. We I'm needed sorry. to talk about this. <laughs> I forget where we were. Um, Andre's okay. afraid of roller coasters. Yes. Okay. So the girls are going to sit out with her. So, but now we go back to the peach pit. Yes. So Steve is in the back and he's telling Ginger, like, "Oh, I met Burt Reynolds because my yeah. mom was an an extra on uh, Smokey and the Bandit." Smokey and the Bandit. Kendra, I did some research on this, by yes. the way. Because Christine Belford, who plays Samantha Sanders, not in this episode, though name-checked many a times, um, she is she's the right age. I mean, she was a working actor during, like, the height of Burt Reynolds. I checked. She did not have a cameo in Smokey and the Bandit, uh, nor have she and Burt Reynolds ever crossed paths on a project. I'm sad to report. Um, I would also like to say here, I know I just said that Ginger is... Uh channeling alicia silverstone but yes i know that clueless wasn't out at this point okay so i don't know if alicia silver yes. what alicia silverstone was doing at this point just okay. her performance reminded me reminded you of alicia, of silverstone. alicia silverstone yes okay all right okay now that we've straightened out the timeline yes thank when you. Uh, i i love the d the dylan steve fight and maybe they have we have we got to them arguing yet this this is where we are so okay. yeah dylan walks up and like calls steve's bluff and he's like don't believe anything this guy says and yeah. they like go out back and have this argument which is which funny is so... did you write down any of the stuff they said yes okay, because I uh, dylan dylan says something like uh you you you're always willing you're always ready to tell one of your tall tales and uh Steve's like, the only thing that's tall is your hair, which I thought was pretty funny (laughs) because Luke Perry has a very, although, although, uh, Michael Kudlitz says Tony Miller has a very like flat top Frankenstein cut, not as appealing as the Luke Perry, like Elvis, isn't there a Elvis Buffon? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they say very, a lot of good jabs. They do. Uh, but while they're arguing, We see Ginger sneaking out of a window. I assume the bathroom window. Yeah. And uh, she gets in Brandon's car and drives away. Yeah. And Steve and Dylan are like, oh, Brandon comes out and they're like, hey, she just drove off in your car. And Brandon's like, oh, my goodness, she stole my car. 
And so Steve, he goes inside to call the police and Steve yeah. and Dylan get in Steve's car to chase her down. Yeah. Steve is driving like a maniac and there's a lot of funny dialogue yeah. Yeah. during this chase. <laughs> it's great. It's the, the, this episode is like the loosest episode we've it had is. yet where it, it really feels very heavily improv. I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but it has that vibe. Definitely. It definitely. I was like a lot of this stuff. I was like, I bet they just like kept rolling and kept saying yeah, I, things. I and think then... you're right. Just, you know, That's put in exactly the best ones. Yep. So they finally catch up with Ginger and, like, cut her off so she has to pull over. And at first she, like, denies. She's like, I didn't steal it. He let me borrow it. And then she's like, uh, well, I was actually on my way to my boss's office to see if I can get everybody's money back. And so they all decide to go to the office together. Yeah. Back at Six Flags. Uh, the girls have gotten lunch. They paid $4.50 a piece for lunch at Six Flags. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Well, maybe that maybe that a six bucks a piece at the Peach Pit for the breakfast wasn't so bad then. I Because I'm telling you, I went to yeah. a Six Flags last summer, and it is expensive. If you can get a Pepsi for $4.50, oh, yeah. you're, you're lucky. <laughs> Uh, so Kelly sits down and she is going to pay Donna back. I guess Donna paid for her lunch. Yeah. Um, and she realizes her wallet is missing. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they go to the lost and found. And... Did you notice the very weird scene transition here? No. The show doesn't normally do like Star Wars wipes or something like that in between scenes. <laughs> but for whatever reason... When Kelly finds her wallet, and then when they're coming out of the lost and found, the frame, like, rotates. Really? Yeah, and I was just like, what the heck? Because, like, that kind of thing just doesn't really happen. Like, it was, yeah. it was a weird... Normally, it's just a straight, there's like, a really static of, There's a lot but... of goofy stuff. Like, the music is goofy. It's all... It's That's what so I wrote. much like, bassoon in this like, episode. It's weird cartoon music. It sounds yeah. like background music in, like, a Hanna-Barbera ripoff. It does. Very weird. It does. Um, so, someone did turn in her wallet, but it is empty. So oh, I no. emptied it out. Uh, which is a bummer. Uh, back with Dylan, Steve, and Ginger, they pull up to where the office is supposed to be, and it is there. There, it's in, just an, an empty abandoned lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steve so, and Dylan, I feel like, do a lot of good cop, bad cop in this. Yeah, you know, they like do. they're just back and forth. I love it. Yeah. So now there, she's like, "Oh boy, I'm being conned, aren't yeah. I?" So <laughs> now, now what they're gonna try and do? Is find Burt Reynolds and yeah, get him to Burt actually Reynolds. come to the Peach sure. Pit. So, yeah. so Dylan like goads Steve into like, you know him, Steve, right? Yeah. Why don't you just call him and get yeah, him just to him. just get him to come over here? So then Steve is trying to call his publicist. He can't get a hold of anybody, and finally he calls his mom. And there's like <laughs> a hard cut as soon as he says "mom," hard cut, and it was <laughs> very well timed. It was very funny. Back at Agreed. Six Flags, Kelly is very upset, obviously, that all her stuff was stolen. Sure. And David says, no use crying over spilled plastic. Let's have fun while we're here. <laughs> oh, David. And Kelly's like, you know what? You're right. So they all want to go, but Andrea is still not ready. So Donna yeah. stays with Andrea. Yeah. And they have this like funny choreographed thing where they like sit and like cross their legs and then like look at yeah. each other like it's a musical. Yeah. Yep. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. It's very funny. Yeah. 
Steve, back with Steve. I feel like I feel like if if Jason Priestley now had to watch this as like his first directorial debut, he would probably just like tear it to shreds. But <laughs> oh, it's fun, probably, you know. Yeah. It is fun. It is fun. But I think I mean they I think, have him back fourteen more times. Yeah, to exactly, direct, so. exactly. Well, I mean, I think when you're number one in the call sheet and that's your demand, you probably, <laughs> you that's know. Fair. But um. It's. I mean, I think. I think it works largely, but I do think you see a few like amateur touches here and there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice any boom mics. So. No, that's true. That is true. Back with uh, the Steve, Ginger, and Dylan. Steve sure. is. He's been on the phone for a while, and while he's on the phone, Ginger and uh, Dylan are talking about. Her name isn't really Ginger. It's Tina, and she got into some trouble back home in. Oshkosh, and so yeah. she came. Bagosh? Yeah, I know. Okay, that, right. that I was like, that's all I could think of when she said it. But uh, yeah, so she came to the big city t- for a new start, and now, oh boy, she's in trouble. I kind of wondered if they were doing like, I I didn't know if it, if it was too, this was too subtle or not. But she keeps giving these aliases, and first she says Ginger, and then she says Tina. Mm-hmm. And Tina Louise is who played Ginger on Gilligan's Island. So it kind of oh. seemed like maybe she was just kind of going through maybe. TV names. Yeah. You know? I thought it was funny. That is funny. And Dylan, like, you know, commiserates with her. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah I left once. I know how that is. Steve comes over and says, guess what? He found Burt Reynolds. He knows yeah. where he's filming that yeah. day. And Ginger, Tina, gives him a big old kiss on the mouth yeah. for, for his efforts. Yeah. Back at Six Flags, Andrea and Donna are just like walking and talking. And Andrea's like, maybe it's my fear of the unknown. I know. As soon as she started that, I was like, no, I think you're afraid of roller coasters. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, don't read any more into it. You're just afraid. You're just afraid of the roller coasters, actually. Okay. Then Donna, she asked Donna, like, what's it like (laughs) to ride a roller coaster? Donna gives this very detailed description that the whole time she was saying it, I was like, are we sure that Donna and David haven't had sex? Because yeah, this yeah. feels like yeah, a it sex was very, description. Yes, I agree. And uh, in fact, after she's done, she says, it's probably the best thing. Riding a roller coaster is probably the next best thing to having sex. So yep. then they have this conversation about uh, her and David haven't done it yet, but they almost did. And Andrea brings up. When she and Brandon almost had sex in yeah. the, on the counter of the peach pit. We haven't talked about that in a long time. I know, but yeah, she brings it up here. And uh, she says, oh, we probably should have just done it. But Donna says, no, sex is like choosing a roller coaster. You got to choose yep. the right ride <laughs> at mm. the right time. <laughs> I do not want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> well, too bad. You get the T-shirt too good. Oh. <laughs> All right, so they go, uh, they, Steve, Dylan, and Ginger go to this movie set, and they won't let them in, but there is a uh, person who's calling for extras. Yes. So they're like, hey, let's be extras, and they have to put on these costumes that are, they're like green bacteria, but they have to wear these like skin tight green suits underneath, and then these giant, like, it was weird, I mean... we're fi- we're recording this in 2020 for those listening in the future, and it did not it did not look unlike a COVID oh, thing. Oh, that's all yes, I could right. think. That's all I. Could I think thought of. they were like like mines, like floating mines. Oh, 
that's what I thought they yeah, were. Yeah. But then they said the plaque. I could have, so I had to go back and look and then scour the internet because the guard at the door, he has like a big hat, like a policeman's type hat and like a big mustache. So it's like his features are kind of obscured. And I could have sworn. Right? Yes. And I could have mm-hmm. sworn it was Jimmy Smith's and that they were like, and it was like a, you know, a disguise or something, but I couldn't find anything about it. So I guess I it's... also thought he looked familiar. So I, okay. So I, there, I, I feel like there was something to it. Like yeah. they were, they were doing something with that person because it was something very like stood out about it. I don't think it was Jimmy Smith's unfortunately, but I'm sure it's Mark McClure. Who's the detention teacher. I'm looking up Jimmy Smith's so I can make sure. I th- yeah, that's who I thought it was too. Yes, right. Yeah, that is who I thought it was. Okay, well, Jimmy, if you're listening, and that was you, please. We're saying let that's us know. who it was. <laughs> that's the official. We're making the call. Malibu, and here we go. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they they get into this uh, set, and they're in this giant mouth, and yeah. it turns out they're bacteria. And when she calls action, they start painting plaque on yeah. the teeth. Then they spray them with mouthwash. Start the mouthwash. And they, I mean, they just like flood them with mouthwash. So they're like screaming and rolling around and Dylan's like hanging from the uvula on this mouth. It was hilarious. It it was, it was straight up zany, that scene. It, and it's like the, it's like crazy music. It's, it was so funny. You should yeah. just, if you haven't watched this episode, you should just look up that scene because yeah, hilarious. So yeah, so they, and but right before they get sprayed with the mouth wash, they figure out that uh, Burt Reynolds isn't even there. He like left. Yeah, but why? I mean, was it the same, like was Burt Reynolds doing a plaque commercial? I don't know. It was very confusing because I thought he was like shooting a movie or something, but he asked the set people, like the plaque people, and they were like, no, he's already gone. So like... I don't know. Hey, this is Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, teeth. I don't know. So they are leaving the set. Um, but before they can leave, the cops pull up and they realize they didn't call Brandon to tell him they found his car. Right. So uh, so they get arrested <laughs> and yeah. they have to call Brandon or Steve calls Brandon to tell him what happened and what's going on. And as Ginger, I'm going to continue calling her Ginger, Ginger yes. and Dylan are sitting there and Ginger is like, I know I told you I got into a little trouble, but before things yeah. come out, I actually got into a lot of trouble. It was maybe more trouble yeah. than that. But uh, an officer comes out with Steve and tells them all they're free to go. So I guess Brandon cleared them from over the phone. Yeah. He yeah. didn't even need to come down. No, he was like, those are my friends. Yep. Steve still wants to try and find Burt Reynolds, but Dylan's like, bud, you got to go back to detention or you're yeah. going to, you know, have to repeat yeah. senior year. Um, and but uh, what's her face? Ginger is very like, please help me. I need help. And so yeah, you're the one who knows Burt Reynolds. You have to stay. Yeah. And so what they decide is that Dylan uh, goes and fills in for Steve in detention because there's like a sub in detention who doesn't even know who anyone is. So when he calls the role, he just says here for Steve. So, yep. Which I thought was funny because he's been so annoyed with Steve the whole episode, but then he goes and does this for him. Well, I love how much Dylan did. Like, he was very, he was like, yes, I'm Steve. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. Like, it wasn't just like a here. He was like, oh, darn it. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, back at Six Flags, Andrea and Donna are still sitting and talking, and then Andrea goes to get a drink. And while she's gone, the guy who bumped into Andrea earlier tries to steal Donna's purse. And we finally get finally why they did this self-defense, self-defense thing. Self-defense class. Because Donna yeah. takes him down. Yes, she does. She no. beats the crap no, out of him. Like, yeah. She's like punching him in the throat. And she really, yeah, she, she took him down. Yeah, I'm so glad there was any sort of follow-up Anything. with that self-defense yeah. class. Pretty minor, though, really. I it mean, is. It was pretty minor. It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, the police take this guy away, and that's the end who of is, that scene. Who is one of the kids from school? Oh, is he? They make, yeah, they make something about. Well, I guess he's not going to be graduating with us. Oh, that's why they said that. Yeah, because he gets up when he bumps into Andrea in the beginning. He's getting off the bus like behind her. Oh, gotcha. His superlative would be most likely to steal. Yes. You know, I had um it was actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. He went on a trip Whoa. to Spain. <laughs> he went on a trip to Spain and he uh he got pickpocketed in, in Spain. Wow. Um I think it was his camera. Like he had his camera, but he they were like in a subway and someone just like took it. Wow. It's crazy. All right, back with Steve and Ginger. So Steve once again strikes out. He can't get them in to see Burt Reynolds at this new place mm-hmm. where he is. And yep. Ginger's like, you know what? Let's just blow it all off. Let's you and me head yeah. down to Miami or wherever and uh, let's hit the road. Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah whatever Vegas. she says. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out she has $2,500 in her pocket mm-hmm. and has mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. Um, but she says her name now is actually Adrian. Yeah. And that she didn't want to give the money back until she was sure that there was no other avenue that they yeah, could take. Yeah, that they had to. Yep. At this point, I'm not sure what her game is. I have no idea what her game is. Even by the end, I don't really understand. Because why is she still hanging out with Steve? I don't know. I don't know either. At the Peach Pit, she comes back and gives a big apology to the Burt Reynolds group. And yes. then as she's about to refund them, yeah. guess who walks in the peach pit? It's Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Mr. Burt Reynolds himself. The actual Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, His hair is more permed than Steve's. Oh, yeah. It is. And he's asking for Nat. So I guess he really does know Nat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he just starts signing autographs. Signing autographs and things. And he says to Steve, uh, Steve's like, hey, Mr. Reynolds, I, I met you once. You know, my mom was in Smokey and the Bandit. And he was like, oh, really? I'm not your father, am I? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because they definitely have the same hair. But then he says, uh, tell your mom you owe her one or something like that. So Samantha came through. Yeah. And got oh, Burt Reynolds. I didn't hear yeah. him say that. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he signs all these autographs. Yep. Back at Six Flags, Kelly got all of her stuff back from this Hooray! from this kid who stole it. And uh, Donna says it was all thanks to Brenda making her take that self-defense class. Yes. And they're about to leave, get back on the bus. But before they do, Andrea decides it's time. She's going to ride a roller coaster. She's going to do it. She actually looks very terrified. That's what I wrote down. It re- It's it, Either she's an amazing actress or she was completely horrified by writing that ride. She looked very scared. Yes, she did. So, I don't know. That was pretty funny. I don't know, but it was funny, yeah. 
uh, at the Peach Pit. The gang is all hanging out, talking about Burt Reynolds, and yeah. Ginger is there yep. uh, talking with them about everything that happened and how he was such a nice guy. And then as they're talking, we see a waitress who I've never seen before at the Peach Pit at the counter. Yeah. He like, listed two people. Nadine. I think he said Nadine. Why wouldn't they just it use Willie Na- in that scene? I don't know. Willie's a cook, Kendra. Come on. A cook can talk to people. You're right. But anyway, so they're, she's talking to this guy and they're like eyeing up the tape, the table where they're all sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so Ginger mm-hmm. sees this and excuses herself to the restroom. Yes. Uh, Dylan says he got a little bit of study time in. So good for him. Yeah. And then the guy walks over, says his name is J. Thomas Parnell, which is the yes. the boss that she was talking about this whole day. And how yeah, which, the fact he that he exists is, is Marla. The fact that he exists at all is very confusing to me. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, wait, you're real? Game, I don't know what her game is. I don't was. either. I don't either. But he says he's got to call the police because she has $5,000 of his money. Yeah. Five thousands, yeah. not twenty five hundred. Uh, I didn't mention him in the in the uh, intro there, but that's Zale Kessler is his name. Uh, long, 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 long list of credits here. A few years later, he would also do an episode of Melrose Place, nice. playing the role of Andy in the episode Last Train to Baghdad. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. so the the guys go to the bathroom to look for Ginger, and it is yes. so goofy. They like each pop so their head in one at a time, Say, saying a different name. It's yeah. like Ginger, Tina, Adrian. Yep, and uh, so they, I don't know. It's just so goofy. But then a guy walks out of the stall, yeah, and they realize she's not in there, and they hear my name's Martin. Yeah, yeah they hear a car vrooming out the window. And then they're like, Steve, where's your keys? <laughs> and it's like freeze frame. So funny. So funny. I loved it. I loved the ending. So I guess what her plan was, she was going to bring this group and have everything be messed up and then just like disappear with their money. But how does she have their money? I don't know. And if she does have the money, why did she even show up that day? Yes. And if she has it, like, why do the whole thing about crying in the bathroom? Why wouldn't she just leave? Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, I don't understand it. I think what makes the most sense would be if he wasn't real at all. Yeah. If there was never a yes. J whatever, Parnell. Well, and that's it was what just, I assumed. Yeah, it's she just, just like one, made this whole thing up. That's an extra twist that's a real head scratcher because it doesn't doesn't really work out. Do you have a 90210 snap here? Because I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that I don't. There um, wasn't really <laughs> a moment, you know? Maybe I'll give it. I'll give it to Donna beating that guy up. Oh, that's true. I, I that guess their good. whole their whole talk about how roller coasters and sex are the same oh, thing. Oh yeah, that, that, that was at least like a dramatic moment. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, I'm on board for this episode, Kendra. Was it perfect? No. Did I love I, it? Sure did. I was here for it. Yeah. Sometimes goofy thing. doesn't work, as we've seen. No. Uh, but I, <laughs> I just like, especially when we got to the whole bacteria plaque yeah. scene, I was just yep. like dying laughing. It was so funny. I know. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it, even despite the, you know, ginger plot not really making sense. No, Andrea's whole fear of roller coasters being like, whatever. Yeah, that never connected. It was uh, was still funny. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a good time. Kendra, we're having a bit of an anniversary here. Did you know that? (gasps) We are. I saw it it come up on my time hop, actually. Yes. Our 
sort of our pre-pilot episode, really. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know the history of this podcast, for the first 45 episodes, uh, Kendra and Corbin and Christian did a show called Nostalgia Me This, where each week you guys would just pick something at random and surprise the other two yes. uh, about. This week we're talking about Scooby-Doo or yeah. breakfast cereal or You always Rocky. bring up Scooby-Doo. Because you didn't. Never mind. <laughs> And then in the last episode, episode 45, I was the special guest and we talked about all sorts of things. And then after that, we did a little transition episode where you and I talked about 90210 still under the Nostalgia Me This format. Uh, and that's the episode that aired September 12th, 2019. And as we record today, that's exactly one year ago. It is. Wow. Yeah. How so time has flown. I know. We spent, I know. We spent so much been in quarantine. But uh... yes. That's true. It still has managed to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So crazy. And and as always, you know, if you haven't listened to Nostalgia Me This, it's right there in the same feed as this show, so you can go back and and uh, check it out for that. But now we're there's more episodes in this era than there were of Nostalgia Me This. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. 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 We there's some it. good episodes. If you wanna, uh, we still get a lot of listens on those. I'm always surprised when I look yeah. at the stats and stuff. People are still rediscovering it, going yeah. back and, and seeing it. Yeah. Anyway, so you can find Kendra's uh, past podcast life right in this feed. Uh, the podcast was called Nostalgia Me This, but you can find it just by 902 and here we go. And it's right there uh, in the early days. Uh, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, you can find me over on the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the All the of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. In our most recent episode, Kendra was on to talk about Stephanie Meyer and Midnight Sun and her head first dive back into the world of I'm Twilight. I'm still in it. I'm still in so, it. And it's actually <laughs> put me so. on a on a Robert Pattinson kick. So I watched like wow. The Lighthouse recently, weird movie. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Been watching a lot oh, of wow. Robert Pattinson films. So that was last week on the other book show. Next week, uh, we're doing a special episode that's dropping on the 19th, which is Batman Day. And I'm interviewing Shay Fontana, uh, author of Batman Overdrive and the DC Superhero Girls series. So Lots of fun things happening at the All the Book Show. What about you, Kendra? Where else are you? I'm at Miss Musicbox91 on the social medias and MissMusicbox.com for all your craft needs. And what what T-shirt am I making? What does it say? Oh, <laughs> what'd you say today? It. It's in it's in my notes. I'll find okay, it. I'll okay. Find it. All right, joining us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 327, A Night to Remember, where Dylan sinks the Titanic. It's gonna be a night to remember. To remember. Okay. That's what High School that Musical. High School Musical 3. Uh, well, there you go. That's what, You say that like I should know that. I don't uh, know that. Have you not seen High School Musical 3 a million times? I have not seen High School Musical anything ever. Oh, I'm boy. significantly older than you, Kendra. Don't you remember this? <laughs> okay. So we have fact. to watch High School Musical, I guess. Okay. All right. I'll do, we'll do, I'll do a special episode of this podcast all about High School Musical. You know I will. Let's do it. We can find a connection. All right. 902 and here we go. 